four, three, two. So I want to start with two stories just to brush over quickly. You know, it, it will, um, in essence, toot our horn because we have covered uh, the topics in the past and, and other episodes. And, you know, I, I just want to do it to show you guys uh, in some way that, uh, well, you know, we, we actually know what we're talking about. Secondly, we're going to go back and cover more updates that have, um, you know, come out out of the whole Minnesota situation with the uh, police uh, officer involved shooting. And, you know, again, some of the stuff that we said could possibly would, ha you know, would happen. And guess what? It happened. So let's go. Uh, let's go right into all that. So the, four, the first story uh, we have on here, article from uh, NBC News. Get ready for higher grocery bills for the rest of the year. Now, I had talked about this before in another episode where I, I mentioned, you know, that here in El Paso, I was thinking of, of um, building a, a house instead of just buying one because I'm in the process of doing that. And some relatives had told me like, hey, you better watch out, man, because some of the building materials had essentially, you know, gotten, you know, crazy when it comes to prices. It's just they skyrocketed. You know, and again, those were building materials at the time. But now it appears that even, you know, these uh, prices are affecting groceries. So a little bit from the article here, it says that uh, shoppers had better start budgeting more for their grocery bills, according to the latest consumer price index, which shows prices are increasing and they're likely to keep going up. The monthly consumer price index released Tuesday morning by the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed a... 0.6 price uh, a percent increase in March and the largest one month increase in nearly a decade. Over the past year, prices have increased 2.6% overall. Now they go on to talk Ooh. about, as you guys can see, if you're, you know, you're, you're not watching, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. Um, if you're hearing on the podcast, it goes on to say things like, you know, how much gas has gone up um, and, you know, other, other things like poultry, fish, you know, eggs, it is getting crazy, at least here in the U.S. Is it? Is this applying everywhere else in the world? I really wouldn't know. But for my U.S. listeners, of course, you know, some of you guys probably already have experienced such increase. Again, in my position with me trying to, uh, you know, buy a house or build one, um, I'm definitely leaning more towards just buying it because the building is insane. Now, with a building, I would get more flexibility in what I want, the design and stuff like that. But you know, seeing these kind of uh, increase, you know, is very alarming and concerning. Now, I will say that uh, recently, my wife and I decided to essentially just go and uh, essentially start our own farm. So with the whole idea of buying a house, right? Yeah, I'm like, you know what? You know, we, we're, we're, we're training. We're like farmers in training. <laughs> we, uh, we have nice. a whole bunch of plants out there in the backyard right now here where I'm renting. And, you know, we're doing mm -hmm. okay. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really considering if we should just really, you know, get serious and try to go, quote unquote, off the grid, right? Between solar and stuff like that. It's possible out here, here in, in Texas, right? We have so much wind and so much sun. They call the sun city here in El Paso. We're like, you know what? Why not? Why not? Right? Why not go or at least try to go as much as you can? Is it? Can you really go off the grid mm -hmm. nowadays? Really? I mean. Mm. Well, not completely, but it's really funny that you say that because I think that's probably one of the things or one of the things that people are thinking because of this price increase of uh, in the supermarkets 
people are really going to start questioning what they're consuming, how they're consuming it. I, I Well, this is me hoping, right? I think people are still always going to buy stuff, you know, from the supermarket because, you know, it's just, well, they call it a convenience store for, for a reason, right? For a reason, right, for convenience. Yeah. But you know what, man, at the end of the day, I don't think, at least personally, right, some of you guys watching or hearing this might disagree and let us know if you do, but I, I am leaning more and more towards being okay, letting go of some of those traditional conveniences, right? Mm-hmm. In an effort to to be more independent. I, 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 maybe because I'm getting older, I'm not sure, maybe because of what's happening in the world, but I've been feeling like the time is getting closer and closer, at least again, for my family. I'm, I'm not speaking or intending mm-hmm. to, to speak for the rest of the world, of course, but for my family, I'm looking at what's happening, man, and I'm like, you know what? If I can do it, I'm not old, really, man. I'm, I'm 34 years old. It's not, I'm not going to pretend here and sit like I'm freaking 80 or, or 60 for that matter. 34 years old, I should still have a few decades, right, that I can use to really build something and then maybe, you know, retire on that as opposed to to the other traditional options. So anyways, you know, uh, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated if you guys are interested. You know, uh, I might post mm-hmm. something either on our TikTok or our Instagram of these uh, properties I'm seeing out there. But yeah, man, I'm thinking mm-hmm. remote, maybe 30, 40 minutes away from El Paso, which is a major city. And then just, you know, buying a few acres, man. Acres are going for about roughly, roughly. Uh, you can get about one acre for about $1,000. And this is just talking about somewhere remote, right? No, I'm not talking about somewhere mm-hmm. in the city, right? just remote. But hey, thinking maybe yeah. 15,000, give me maybe 10 to 12 acres, you know, more or less. I'm like, why not? You know, am I going to be near a Walmart and those conveniences? No. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. But guys, you know, you guys are uh, seeing an article there. You know, sorry to break mm-hmm. it to you, but this is reality. We kind of called it in your previous video. Yeah. And, and here it is, right? Now, here's something else we have <laughs> called recently. Boom. Johnson & Johnson vaccine should be paused in the U.S. after, quote, extremely rare blood clots, FDA and CDC say. So I, I, I don't want to for this to come across for anybody listening, if, especially if you have already have received one of the vaccines. As, as someone, and you know, meaning us, trying to like guilt you into, you know, why did you get it? Or, or even come across as we're no vaxxers, at least personally me, I am not. And I've said it before, a no vaxxer. I actually believe that there's many vaccines that save lives and it should be taken. But I also always preach being balanced and I want to stick to that. I, in the previous videos, we had talked about uh, a man whose skin basically peeled off after getting one of the vaccines. Here now we have blood clots. And the whole the whole point that we're, we're trying to make in previous videos as we're going to just, you know, reinforce now is there is a balance. And more importantly, you cannot, A, rush everyone to get this vaccines or any of these vaccines, whether it's the Pfizer, the Moderna, or in this case, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and, and to kind of harass them and push them into getting it, either A, just because you got it, or or B, right, just because you, you want to live, quote, normal again, right? You want just want to just get it, get it done so we can all go back to normal. I think eventually most people are going to take it. I, I even said, I think eventually I'm going to be one of those individuals, but COVID is not something, right? Cause the U S I was just telling Josh before we started filming, the U S is, mm-hmm. is addicted. We are here in the U S to pills, 
to pharmaceuticals, period, right? Whether they come in the form of pills or here with vaccines, everything is a pill or vaccine. You want to lose weight? Pill or vaccine. You want to gain weight? Pill or vaccine. You want to uh, get over this, get over that? Pill or vaccine. And, you know, it, it's no nothing new. It's a dangerous ideology to have, right? That your life can basically be fixed like that with a pill or a vaccine. And in this particular case, COVID is not something we can just get rid of overnight with a pill or, or a vaccine for the sake of just having everybody go back to, quote, normal, right? Again, should people take said vaccine? Yes. But I think we need to take it not only slow when it comes to these groups that are getting these vaccines, but if you remember, if you're honest with yourself, you remember not only not only Trump, but also Biden is saying, oh, we're going to start with, you know, elderly, the elderly to take it first because we kind of kind of see how they react to it, yada, yada, yada. And then just I almost feels like overnight. Look at the headlines. It feels like now they're like, you know what? Everybody can take it. Just everybody. Bring your baby, bring your toddler, bring your teenager, bring your everybody. Right. And what happens when you just push, you know, such such volumes is that you don't you don't really take time to do what most uh, responsible, and there are not very many, but most responsible uh, pharmaceutical makers do, which is study groups. See how people, right, react to these vaccines. We already have a death here, right? According to this article, uh, which I'm going to read a little bit over right now, federal health authorities recommended Tuesday that providers temporarily stop administering the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine while they investigate I'm sorry, they investigate a potential link to a very rare blood clots. Six women between the ages of 18 and 48. That's a gigantic age group. I mean, if you were mm -hmm. to, you know, group people up from 18 to 48, that's huge. Develop blood clots after receiving the Johnson Johnson vaccine. One person died and another is in critical condition, the Food and Drug Administration said. Now, these are low mm -hmm. numbers. If I go back real quick up to the top of the article. We have that allegedly this has been administered to 6.8 million people, which, you know, when you're taking percentages here, I understand this is a very, very, very low percentage of people that develop, uh, you know, the blood clot, the blood clots. I understand that. Right. But we don't just live in a planet of 6.8 million people. Right. The numbers are, are much larger than that. So when you start mm -hmm. then taking those possible averages, we can have a lot more people, right, that that are that are going to be either fall victims to any of these in the vaccines and their, you know, counter effects. Right. Um, or, or, or or worse, they can just outright die. Right. Not 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 just symptoms. They can potentially die. So should we continue taking the vaccine? Yes. Should everybody rush? No. Right. We, we got to take we got to give these vaccines and people that have taken the vaccines time to essentially show us if not only of, if it's a 100% effective uh, against new strains, because there are new strains, all right? For anybody listening, there are new strains of COVID. I'm not sure what they call them. I'm not sure if it's already COVID-20, COVID-21, but there are new strains. There's like an African strain I heard that made it to Europe and now has made it to specifically there in San Francisco. And there are just there are other variants. So... You know, again, I think that, uh, you know, you should keep an eye, you know, to news like this. And, you know, 
be be wary if they're about to give you a vaccine. Maybe the Moderna vaccine or the Pfizer one will never, ever have, you know, these kind of uh, um, symptoms or, or, or um, you know, whatever um, results. Maybe they don't. And maybe that's the one you need to take. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because this first story and the, or the first story and now this story, they kind of tie in together of the whole idea of like, a, I guess, like consumerism. Because if you look at, well, firstly, you have to look at the company where it's coming from. It's coming from Johnson & Johnson. That's a multi-billion dollar company, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not really known for their, uh, for their vaccine their vaccine skills or anything like that. But uh, I mean, if, if I, I, I'm not one to kind of toot my own horn, but I think that's one thing in the UK we have actually done well is actually vaccinating. Right. We don't actually use the Johnson & Johnson one. Uh, we actually use the Pfizer, Bio, Entech, and the, yeah. I think it's Oxford, AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. That's right. The Oxford, AstraZeneca, I've heard a lot about because I believe the company that is actually making it is doing it probably at a loss. They're not doing this for any kind of profit whatsoever. They're using, well, the Oxford Oxford part of it comes from the fact that it was developed by Oxford University, you know, a very, very well-respected institution. Very very well-respected institution. And the fact that they're making it at no profit, I think, says a lot about it compared to Johnson & Johnson, which is a multi-billion dollar company. Right. Right. And, and again, you know, that this is um, possibly a, a one-off where they go back to the drawing board, so to speak, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they come back with the best vaccine ever. Right. But again, it, it needs to be done in, in my opinion, much more controlled environments. Right. Where, Absolutely. you know, you, you know, hey, these are the first thousand, these are the first three thousand. And a lot, you know, something else that I said earlier when we we're preparing is, we have to accept, man, whether we like it or not, that this COVID thing can potentially take years to get over. And for us to fully, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't want to say forget about it, but, you know, um, for lack of a better word, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. like put it behind us truly. And, yeah, for sure. you know, but it's not going to take a year. I mean, if, if we're honest here, this whole pandemic just started um, less than, you know, 24 months A year months and a month ago. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane, you know. There are, there are, I don't know, there are uh, debts that we're still paying off that have been around longer than, than COVID. You know, right. there, are, there are, yeah, right. there's a lot of things, you know, that we, we have been doing much longer than COVID. Um, and we, here we try to pretend that COVID, it's just like uh, maybe like a really long season of a really bad show and it's gone. It's like, okay, move on to the next thing. It's, no, man, it's not that simple, but alas. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So for our last story. Uh, we're going to cover the updates of what's happening in Minnesota right now with the officer-involved shooting. Now, we have uh, a few articles right, that we're going to show you guys that have some of those updates, uh, which actually include this uh, article right here. Out of the New York Post, Officer Kimberly Potter, who fatally shot Dante Wright, was training a rookie. Now, the article goes on to say that you know she is a veteran of the police force there um, in Brooklyn County. And, you know, that uh, it, it was one of those, you know, things that unfortunately went, went horribly wrong. And the apparently the person that was actually trying to apprehend um, the individual was actually the person that was training. She stepped in to maybe correct 
uh, the situation. And then you'll see here in a video very shortly that that's when everything went horribly wrong. Now, to go along with that update, update before we move on to the video, we have this other article out of the USA Today, which reads, Police chief and officer who fatally shot Dante Wright have both resigned, Brooklyn Center Mayor says. So this, this is hot off the press, right? This just happened today, April 13th, where you have um, the chief who was giving most of the, the announcements and the updates to the press essentially submitted their resignation. Let's go watch this video. It's about three minutes long because it'll explain a lot more of what's happening. And it'll, if anything, unfortunately, just solidify my predictions from yesterday where I said, hey, they're already, you know, organizing a demonstration, but I hope it doesn't turn to a protest. And unfortunately, it did turn to a protest. So let's watch this real quick. By the way, let me stop that real quick. You see there, I don't know if you notice, it says Portland, Oregon. Even Portland, Oregon, being at their Portland, Oregon, and I'm sorry if anybody lives out there and you're not really uh, forming part of this mess. Portland, Oregon, man, I swear they, they, they use almost any excuse to, to run amok, right? This didn't happen in Portland, Oregon. This happened uh, quite a bit away from Portland, Oregon. But they decided to get into it, not by just a normal, you know, uh, I don't know, a protest in a, or rather a demonstration in solidarity. No, no, no. As you can see, they went full, full in, into riot mode, right? But it just, uh, and, and the mayor there and everybody there in charge in Portland just allow things like this to continue happening. They're, they're the same place, if you guys don't know, where they had this uh, like independent, I don't know what the fancy name they gave themselves, but like basically an independent uh, little section of the town they took over uh, until the police came over and basically took it down after they gave them like two weeks to to throw the tantrum. They they had, you know, killings in there. They were trying to grow their own garden. It was like, yeah, there's a autonomous. That's what they call it, the autonomous zone. It was ridiculous. Mm. But anyways, this happened, by the way, this part that we're seeing right now happened in Portland, Oregon. So the footage we're about to get into now is the footage of the actual arrest. Uh, we can see the guy getting out now. This this man here that you see the police officer uh, attempting to put the handcuffs, uh, it appears mm -hmm. that this is the man that was in training. Okay. Right. Now it looks like he was struggling. If you notice there, and you can tell. The guy looked a little awkward in the way he was trying to grab uh, Dante's hands to prevent him from maybe either running away, which remember, this guy already had a rap sheet. So many, some of these police officers are maybe feeling like, hey, we got to make sure we control the situation because it is possible 
that he can either struggle away from us, which, you know, now we know he did. And he looks a little awkward. You know, so he's trying to control him with one hand and trying to get the handcuffs with another. And that is when you have the police officer that fatally shot him step in. And that's when you can, that, that's her body camera. Now you're seeing. Oh my god. That's the gun. As you can hear. So there we have, you know, we have essentially the whole situation play out. You have Dante who was facing the vehicle, was outside the vehicle, for those of you guys listening on the podcast, outside the vehicle. Uh, you know, he was uh, up against his vehicle, facing the other way, putting his hands in the back. Everything seemed to go, as you would say, normal, right? Uh, the police officer, possibly the training officer, the rookie, was trying to put the handcuffs. The officer that ultimately ended up shooting Dante notices that he's kind of like, you know, he looks awkward trying to hold him and, and, and put the handcuffs. So she goes in to assist, trying to pull Dante's arm, at which point Dante then essentially tries to shake off the officers uh, and then run back into his vehicle. Once he's into his, into his vehicle, officers, uh, the officer that you can see there literally right now, for those of you guys watching, is on the side of the vehicle trying to pull him out again. This is a, a very known, well-established um, tactic that police officers use to also provide themselves with cover behind the passenger door, right? The packed passenger door, because you don't know at that point if a suspect might be running into the vehicle to get a gun. So when you have a situation like this, this is this is like 101, right? And I've, and I've seen many police officers, both uh, retired and active, comment in different threads saying, this, this is standard. You have one officer who is... On the other side of the door, uh, typically they're pulling out a non-lethal weapon, which in this case is what she said she was trying to do with a taser, or pull out a lethal right weapon, which is their, their handgun, and then kind of give commands while the other officer is trying to pull the individual, but from the side, right? So that they don't, they're not right in front in case the guy has a gun or the suspect has a gun, and then they end up shot. So this individual is trying to pull him out, the training, and then the uh, the officer, you know, the officer that 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 shot, um, uh, right, is yelling taser, 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 which is what they're supposed to do. Why? Because at that point, all officers are supposed to back away, and then the officer discharges a taser, and then you know the the rest is, is should be pretty downhill from there because the person will be tased, and then they will be subdued. In this particular case, the officer did yell taser, but it was actually her lethal weapon, right? It was, it was, it was her handgun. Shot him, then uh, Wright proceeds to drive off, by the way. So he's, he's at that very moment, he has not yet uh, died. He, he basically continues with his plans of running away. And then the officer says, oh shit, I shot him. So that is what happened. Now we're going to go into uh, Tim Ganon the now um, ex-police chief, because he's the guy that quit, and we're going to go on to his comments, right? So we're going we're gonna to go into that now. The officer, while struggling with Mr. Wright, shouts, Taser, Taser, several times. 
As I watched the video and listened to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. Now, one thing that you have, you know, for those of you guys listening, if you guys didn't pick up, Ganon says with a single bullet. Why is that irrelevant? Why does it matter? Because many people are trying to claim that this officer purposely shot uh, Wright on purpose, right, to kill him, execution style, which is, it, it's completely insane. We have all seen videos of police officers when they know they have, by the way, lethal, uh, or they're using lethal force, that they usually shoot more than once. They will usually empty, you know, the, the, the gun on the suspect, right? Four, five, six bullets right into the vehicle, right into whatever apartment, whatever. In this particular case, it goes to show that the officer didn't did intend, in fact, to use her taser. You know, and, and unfortunately, right, there was there was, you know, huge negligence on her behalf because she pulled mm -hmm. out a lethal weapon. And I stand by what I said yesterday, right, that the, that the individual at the time, I thought maybe that person was new or something and maybe needed to go back to the police force or just shouldn't be a police officer. And I'm not going to go back on that. Right. But this, in fact, was an accident. Now, that is my opinion. Josh, we'll get into what you think right now, but. In my opinion, it was an accident, and I cannot go back and from what I said yesterday. And now that we actually have seen footage, we cannot absolve Wright from any wrongdoing. The man, 20-year-old man, maybe not a 21-year-old man, a full quote-unquote adult according to the U.S., but a man, a 20-year-old man, decided at the time, you know what? It is better to risk getting shot. It is better to, to you know, create more chaos and get and, and run try to run away than to go to jail or than to go to prison because in my opinion he damn well knew that or at least he suspected that he was going to end up in jail and he thought this is better my actions right now struggling with the police trying to get away running to my vehicle is better risking my own life and by the way his girlfriend's life because many officers could have just Many officers won't try to get the person right out of the car. They'll completely back away and then start shooting multiple rounds at a vehicle where he decided to run back into and where his girlfriend, a possibly another innocent bystander, was just there. So uh, many, many different people and articles are saying, oh, you know, he was just scared. He, I, I'm sorry, I don't buy that. But okay. So that, that's essentially the breakdown of the video. They go, you know, at this point, they go right back to breaking the video slowly. But you guys have seen essentially what happened, right? Um, mm -hmm. And with that, you know, before we get into the last article that I want to show you a couple of pictures of what's not right, of what's happening in Minnesota. Uh, Josh, why don't you, you give us a little bit of what you think? Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, if you look at it just the way it is now, I mean... Yeah, is uh, Dante without sin in this situation? I don't think so. It does look like he is trying to run away. And like you said, he, he could put other people's lives at risk. So, yeah, this is, did this is, you know, this, this is something not just to look over. Uh, uh, 
Does it look like? Do I think that the police officer? What, what was her name again? The uh, the guy the the police officer is Kimberly. Kimberly, yeah. So, do I think that she is without sin as well? Well, of course not. But what she's done has essentially led to someone actually dying in what should have been just a regular, you know, like you said, like a a bog standard kind of normal, normal pullover. And yeah, someone's died. Does she need to have justice brought to her? Yes. Because what she has done has resulted in someone dying. Do I think it's first degree murder with intent? That was when she woke up that morning. Did she think she was going to kill a black individual? I don't think that was the case. Not at all. I like it. Not at all. That's pretty balanced. I like it. Um, Yeah. I mean, as far as the... um, her, uh, I don't know, uh, being charged with something, uh, you know, I, I am of two minds still. I, I, I definitely want to see more uh, information, you know, being released. I, I mean, at this point, many people will argue and say, dude, I mean, look at the footage. It's clear as daylight, right? It, it was negligence, right? It was definitely negligence, uh, more like manslaughter, I believe is the right term. I may be wrong, but, right. you know, we're, we're, unfortunately, it was one of those moments where either it was the adrenaline rushing. Again, like mm. I said yesterday, we have to at least try, for those of you guys that are are, are usually blind when it comes to just blaming everything on, on, on a police officer and you don't want to even hear um, any kind of, uh, I don't know, facts, try, try. For, those, for the rest of us, it'll be easy to do what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Try to get into the shoes of a police officer who is, Again, seeing the rap sheet of an individual, this person, mm-hmm. right? Unlike other black people that have been shot or other people, period, that were truly innocent, that were just standing or sleeping or sitting there and you hear these horrific cases of, you know, this individual, this particular case, Mr. Wright, like you said, it was not without fault. He did struggle. And then you see as a police officer that this man has already have had, you know, been, been caught with a, with an illegal firearm. And running from the police, put yourself in those shoes and think, oh, my God, when you see this person running back into the vehicle, is he going after his other weapon that he got? Did he get another weapon? Is he going to try to shoot at us? I mean, what are what are they really looking at here? You know, and try to put yourself in those shoes. Right. So that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. OK, um, for sure. So for sure. that that's my point of view when it comes to to the whole situation. But that does that mean that she just gets to walk? I don't think so, right? I think that there's definitely yeah. something that she needs to, quote, pay for, for the incident. Should it be life in prison or death row? No, I don't think that at, at all, right? I, 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 Zero. There have been cases, very quickly I'll say, of an example, rich pricks that will kill innocent people, whether because they're speeding or, or drinking and driving, and they just walk, Right. So we, we have to be balanced here. I don't want anybody mm-hmm. trying to to think that I, I want her just to walk away, but I also don't feel that we should throw the book at her and see her essentially be locked up for the rest of her life. I don't think that is fair either for for something that, at least in my opinion, thus far from what I know, is an accident. Negligence, negligence yes, but an accident nonetheless. And with that, real quick, Josh... Mm-hmm. Let me show yeah, you sure. something that I also think is complete, utter BS that is happening. Mm. Not only is that in, is is that wrong, and there's tons of pictures, just one of them, right, of what's happening in these 
you know, riots, essentially. Call them demonstrations if that makes you feel better, but riots. Uh, how, how and why, right, should a human being just stand there and take it? Now you want to say, well, because they're police, they have to. Oh, they have to. Right? Would you? Right? But this is okay, right? This is perfectly fine. It's really funny that you bring up this image because this is exactly what I was going to go into like uh, just a second ago. And the thing is, it's it's two sides which w are not willing to listen to each other. And you have the police on one side who are pretty much pretty used to the fact or pretty much thinking like, you know, it's probably I'm probably going to arrest a black guy today. And that's something which is institutionalized within the police force of people who are just, I think that that's something that we see every day in the news in the United States is black man going to jail, black man's been arrested, black man's been shot, black man's done this, black man's done that. So there's a big, like there's a big kind of prejudice, which I think sometimes the police force does have. Now, on the other side, we have a lot of people on the black community who are saying, the police are fascists, the police are pigs, they're going to murder us, which they're not 100% wrong in saying so, and neither are the police 100% wrong in saying that statistically they arrest and have probably killed more black people in the line of duty. So it's two sides which are not willing to listen to each other, not willing to actually open up a conversation, actually talk to each other. It's two sides which are just clashing, blowing smoke in each other's face, and essentially pissing each other off. So, so it's a vicious circle, a right. vicious circle. So I personally um, feel that the police, maybe, you know, back, quote unquote, back in the day, possibly did have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot to be found guilty over, including, uh, you know, uh, continuously uh, going out, you know, or sending their police officers out on the street and essentially racially profiling, mm -hmm. you know, again, back in the day, right? Modern, in modern day, do I feel it's the same? No. I personally, and maybe, maybe I have my biases because I personally know plenty of police officers, right? And I don't feel that in the, my encounters with police officers, I have been racially profiled, nor targeted, uh, nor nor humiliated. And I am, I am considered a person of color, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel that, if anything, uh, you have the mainstream media pumping some of this information, as you said yourself right now, out into the world, essentially saying, oh, um, you know, uh, police officers are are races inherently races and and you know they need to be um dismantled and defunded and you know yada 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 i genuinely think that that is extremely toxic and i genuinely think that that is hurting uh progression if anything right it's not helping and again taking stuff like this like this image here to me is completely unacceptable completely unacceptable right to, sure. to, uh, to basically tell police officers you have to sit there and, and just stand for it because the vast majority of, of people wouldn't. The vast majority of people would use their, their power as a police officer to put this person on the ground, right? But nowadays, the narrative is you got to just let it happen. Like we saw the videos yesterday, right? And, and I'm sorry, but I cannot stand behind letting people essentially run amok. You know, there needs to be law enforcement. I need to be as a law-abiding citizen 
able to call a police officer, you know, when an example, my house is being, um, uh, I don't know when writers are essentially just doing what they do best, which is, you know, loot. I need to be able to call a police officer and feel like they're going to do something, but not be like, well, kind of sorry. We just kind of have to just, you know, let it happen. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I, t- I completely get what you're saying, and I, I, I do agree with that. But I think there is still racial profiling, which still does happen in the United States. And we can't, I think that's that, that's probably one of the biggest problems that they probably have in, in these radical groups, whether it's BLM or anything like that. I think that's probably one of the problems that they do have. The fact that they are still, ra- people are still being racially profi- or racially profiled in 2021. And I think it, I think it still is a problem. It still is a problem, and it's something that does need to be done. And it also depends on lots of things. You, United States is a huge country, right? Lots of different lots of different types of people from different places and all that kind of thing. Are some people from other places more inherently racist? It, it, it could be. It could be. I mean, as part of their history, as 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 what they say. I mean, we saw what happened in South Carolina a few years ago. They had to change their flag, right? Yeah, right. because of that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, I'm not saying either side is right or wrong. It's it's tough. It's tough, and I'm on neither side. If I'm really honest with you, I'm I'm not really on either side because I can't get get behind either side. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. Fair enough. Cool. Well, I mean, that was the uh, the end of the uh, the stories there. You know, just a few updates so you guys know what's kind of what's happening. You know, with with that situation, and then uh, also you know with the the first couple of stories where. You know, we have been calling it and hopefully that uh, that'll grant a little bit more of your trust in our show and in our direction. And when we give you guys stories, because uh, at least uh, so far, the record can show that we, we know what we're talking about 90 something percent of the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for today, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in as always. And, um, you know, until until next time. See ya.